your Newcastle. Janice Musumichi, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I'm getting to host a real one. That's just amazing. I love it. I love it. Janice, you are now following in the footsteps and the very high heels of the wonderful Meg Purser in administrating and helping to support all four of the Business Improvement Associations. Yes, I am. Yes. Oh, I'm. you're getting teary <laughs> just thinking about it. Why did? Firstly, why did you want to do that? When the council were looking for expressions of interest mm. to form business improvement associations, nobody did anything for quite a few months. And then I got talking to Meg and... She said, you know, you just talk to some people and see what you can do. So I got a great group of, um, at that stage, it was, I think, seven or eight women in business. Not for want of trying to get the men involved, but, you know, they were all too busy. <laughs> it just happened it to just be It just happened women. to be that way, you know. Mm. And we met and from there, you know, Meg, she stood beside me and said, I'll be here right beside you. Let's, you know if you want to do this and she did and so I was worried that without an administrator without somebody to support and nurture these volunteer boards Mm. that it would the BIAs would just end up folding that Mm. there would be nobody doing anything because they didn't feel supported I drew on my strength and um, my past experience and put in my tender and here we are and now I feel like, yeah, every day I walk in Meg's shoes, her very high heel shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to be able to support these people in their roles to actually get some stuff done. Yep. That's all I've said all along. Let's get some stuff done, guys. Hmm. Let's not just roll things over from one board meeting to another. Let's make a vote on this. Let's get the quotes, make a vote. Get the quotes, make a vote. Let's make things happen and make a difference. Hmm. Hasn't Hamilton changed? Oh, my goodness, it certainly has. Look, I had a little business in Hamilton 30 years ago now, right next to the IGA when I was in my 20s and then left Newcastle, came back like eight years ago and wowza. The whole of Newcastle's changed, but yeah, Hamilton has certainly grown. It's been a remarkable decade, hasn't it? And and really, thinking about a decade, it was probably about 12 years ago, I had some friends coming up to visit from Sydney and I said, oh, let's go for lunch in Beaumont Street. And I hadn't, I was still living at the lake and so I hadn't been in for quite a while. And I thought, oh. And there was next to nothing open. And it was so sad because when you think about the thriving hub that it was yes, and is now becoming again, but what it was and that multicultural heritage of, of this beautiful area and these beautiful streets and these beautiful families that over, particularly our immigrant families that made Hamilton so special. Yes. It was really sad. So when I came back to Newcastle, I decided to open a little shop and, and went straight back to Hamilton where I felt comfortable and... Surprisingly, there were still some businesses that had been around. Some are still there. They've been there for 38 years. Mm. But, yeah, the I, had a, I was spoilt for choice for a retail shop. There were several retail shops that were up for grabs, lots of empty spaces. So I got a great deal with the rent. But um, <laughs> that was four years ago now. And, boy, four years down the track, it's now our vacancy rate has dropped considerably. Yes, there's still businesses that are, are with you know with COVID. There's been a couple that have closed, and mm. there's a lot of office space available. But it seems that when you watch it, like the retail space, you really do notice it when you're walking down the street when there's a vacancy there. So they tend to get snapped up very quickly. The number of new businesses we've had, as you know, in the last year, eighteen months in the area is just incredible. I can remember that we worked on a list 
Just out of curiosity, we did it. A while ago? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, how many are there? Because all of a sudden it became noticeable and it it was COVID and everything was shut and this wasn't supposed to be happening. Yes. How can this happen when you're in the middle of a pandemic? And it was the opposite of the trend. Yes. And I was thinking about it again the other day, thinking it has to be up around 50 new businesses now. I think, yeah, look, I haven't had a a recent count, but yes, I I do think so. It'd be close to that. Absolutely. Hmm. When you look down the street now, when you think about that 10 to 15 year period, Mm. what do you see now when you you look out ahead of you? You're outside your shop and uh, the Northern Star and the newsagent, for example. It's really looking different. Yes, it does. Look, Hamilton, to me, it's always bustling. And we're very lucky because I always say we're very lucky because we've got a lot of services in the area. So there's financial services, there's the banks, there's solicitors, there's real estate agents, there's post offices and, and the IGA and every reason for people to be in the street, it always seems to be bustling. There's um, always cars in the street. There's always people walking up and down. So it's that bustling vibe. It's got a good vibe now. It has got a good vibe. Mm. And I think now that we're at the situation where council is going ahead with the master planning of Gregson Park, which is so beautiful and it's so important with its heritage, you know, just about everything in that park is heritage listed. Yes. For us to actually see that revitalised and and renewed without compromising its beauty or its heritage yeah. is going to be really important. Yeah, absolutely. It is a beautiful park. And the one thing about uh, Hamilton is the locals love it. Love local, love Hamilton. And, you know, they love the Gregson Park. It's utilised for so many different things when you're driving by, but it's just, it's begging for a makeover. And this is going to be just amazing. It's going to take us to the next level, I think, in the suburb. I think it will. Mm. And when you look at it from at the park and the Steel Street gates, when you look down Steel Street mm. uh, from Beaumont Street, I think that's that's also going to be an increasingly important vista, but also entry point to Gregson Park because I think mostly people think about uh, the large corner gates on Tudor Street but the Steel Street gates where the cannons are yeah, iconic, the mm. iconic cannons. And you know what I love about um, the recent upgrade with James Street Plaza? You can stand at the James Street Plaza and look down James Street and you see the beautiful palms and the cannons. It's just a lovely corridor mm. and it is a natural It is a natural walkway for people who are visiting the park or visiting Beaumont Street to be able to come and go. And I see that more of that happening with the makeover of Gregson Park. One of the things that the community have asked for in that master plan is for the playground. And in, in fact, that's probably the thing that people have been asking for uh, most often when you have discussions with parents, you know, can we have an upgrade of the playground? So that's on the way. And that's going to include some really lovely things, including nature play and water play and a little yarning circle. And I think that will... What's a yarning circle, Carol? It's 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 based, I think, on Aboriginal storytelling. So (sighs) it'll be a place just, you know, where, where kids' families can sit, can... Um, have activities and so on. So I guess it's it's the less active part yes. of the oh. playground. But I was contacted as well by a local couple who have a memorial bench in there for their daughter Maddie, who sadly died a few years ago. And I think a lot of Novocastrians knew Maddie. She's got a beautiful video from when she was little, a hilarious video with her dad Mick. And her parents contacted me and said, "Maddie's bench, lovely. Can it can it stay?" Yes. Yes. (laughs) There aren't many things I can actually promise, but I promise you Maddie's bench will stay. What do you think that sort of 
refreshed green heart will actually mean for businesses and for people who are coming in to do their shopping, to do their business. You pointed out that the Beaumont Street still has great amenity and facilities, particularly for seniors. Yes. And we'll talk a little bit more about that aspect in a moment. Mm. But how will that help? Well, I think that being able to activate that space, we'd love to see markets and, you know, music fest, you know, when we can do music festivals, uh, some sort of music activation in there. It just brings people, it's like the heartland of Hamilton, that Gregson Park. And I remember when I first moved into the street four years ago there, we used to have a market there. It was Hunt and Gather were there for a little while. And and on that Saturday, it was always a booming day in the stores and the retailers would, and the coffee shops and people would just stroll between and that's what I'm talking about that corridor between in James Street between the park and James Street Plaza to be able to connect that more with activations and getting people walking through to the street would be awesome. And that has been part of the plan and the work as well for the Business Improvement Association and and the board hasn't it to actually look at ways of different activities now that James Street Plaza has been revitalised and opened up. Yes. It's created a different sort of space. So what are you hoping or what are the board hoping that you might be able to do there? The board are hoping we're actively considering going to expression of interest for a small markets in James Street Plaza itself. So currently that's what we're doing actively looking for someone to go in there. We want a well-curated market that's going to have something that does not conflict with the businesses that are in the street. That's Mm. the main concern. And that's why the the Business Improvement Association would like to really sort of have control of of who goes in there, for want of a better word. But having something there on a regular basis, perhaps on a Friday night, you know, we could do a a twilight market with that beautiful laser show. That would be amazing. And we could also have some music in there with our Live Spots program. Music, markets, theatre we have the young people's theatre who have reached out to us and they're talking to us about doing some activations in there some impromptu things and that's just a perfect space for them that would just be fabulous and that sort of activation I hadn't thought of it being like on a Friday evening or something that'd Mm. be that'd be fabulous Mm, it's just perfect yeah yeah bringing people into spaces is incredibly important isn't it and I note your point there which I think is really important as well about having if it's markets something that's complementary to yes. the businesses that are already there absolutely imperative so you know we don't want anything that is going to conflict with any other business that is in the street so you know we're thinking you know we so sorely miss a deli yeah we had peanut deli there for so long and mm. we were originally the board was thinking you know something that uh, around deli produce and things like that that you can't get in the street so you can toddle <laughs> down the street on a saturday and go to james street and pick up all your goodies for your dinner party that night oh you know? my goodness that would be amazing wouldn't yeah. it if anywhere needs a deli it's hamilton i know somebody please open a deli in hamilton <laughs> <laughs> oh i wish i could yum oh goodness me so the activations in there would be really important and and I know that we're we're hoping to see some more activities in there and start to really open it up again yes. over summer and particularly with with uh, restrictions lifting on the pandemic to make it a little more oh, easy for, yes. or for people to feel more comfortable about coming and gathering again. Oh, look, absolutely. It's, it's been a really tricky time and, you know, do we, don't we, when can we? And it's going to continue, you know, leading up to Christmas. So yeah. hopefully the 2022 
Yes, yes. So those sorts of activations, obviously they're good for the community yes. and, and for families and we get to come out and do fun stuff. What does that mean for businesses? Well, it means more foot traffic, more visitation in the street and that will lead to more dollars in the tills. So that's our main reason for looking to activate that area, you know, bringing people from also awakening people to what Hamilton is now. Mm, you know, mm. I'm so surprised and delighted every time I meet somebody, you know, particularly in my business where they'll say, this morning it happened to me. I had a lady from Valentine. Oh, I haven't been to Hamilton for years. I love that. And I grab that moment and go, oh, so what are you doing now? Are you going to have lunch? Where would you like me to tell you? <laughs> you know, have you had a coffee? Have you tried the cake? Where have you been? Where are you going? You know, tell all your friends, follow us. You know, that's just amazing. And that's what we want. We want to reach, outreach into the other suburbs and get them back to Hamilton, show them what we've got now. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love that as well, because often you, you, you social media, you see the negative comments about different locations. And, and I just think, oh, my goodness, how long since you've actually been there? And, you know, by no stretch of the imagine, imagination is anything perfect. That's right. But gosh, we've come a long way. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, what's the heartwarming thing about Hamilton are the local community. So the local community absolutely love and support and they've supported so well the the businesses during the COVID lockdown. Mm. So, you know, shopping local and spending their money locally and they love the local community. So they're just so such a supportive group and it'll be lovely to bring them some activations to celebrate now that we're out of COVID. Your Newcastle is changing daily and we care about you. Have your say at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. I think we need to talk about Ruth Cotton. Oh, my goodness. Can we talk about yes, Ruth just for a moment? Can. Because Ruth is an amazing local woman. She's a wonderful local historian. People may be familiar with her Hidden Hamilton blog and books. And she has just been so important in, in preserving and capturing the stories of, of the heritage and history in, in Hamilton. But she's also a different sort of powerhouse because the work that she... I guess because she's in the street all the time and she's really observant and she's always thinking about what the experience is like. And Ruth is an older member of our community now. She uses one of those little scooter Mm. things, a mobility scooter. And there's been a couple of times when she's written to me and said, you know, here's an accessibility problem or, you know, for people who who need, you know, better uh, footpath access and so Mm. on. And I love that. She's always thinking about not just the history and heritage, but how to make it better for the future. Yes, absolutely. Well, she recently wrote to the BIA and um, we've coordinated some extra parking in conjunction with the City of Newcastle, some, um, a drop-off zone for mm. minivans mm. for people with disabilities. So making it more accessible is is not just what Ruth does, but securing the history for someone who didn't... She didn't grow up here in Newcastle, did she? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure she didn't. And goodness, I could be wrong. But what she's brought to life and around Hamilton is amazing. And, and in fact, the board of the BIA are meeting with a young lady who was a recipient of some SBR grant funding. And she's... Um, going to enhance Ruth's heritage walk into oh, an app, yeah. which is amazing. So yeah. we've spoken to her once before and she's coming to present again at the next board meeting, which would be lovely too, because if you've seen those blue plaques on the buildings as you're walking around Hamilton, they do tell a story. Mm. And I remember when Reese moved into the old Pina Deli room. Cake, cake boy. boy. I said to him, please don't remove the blue plaque, Reese. Leave it there and told him the history of it. And then he met Ruth. And so the blue plaque still stands there. So mm. it's really interesting. And we've got the some street art as well that tells the story 
story of and of different properties that now no longer exist, but the businesses and the location where they stood. And Ruth has helped with all of that. Mm. Her knowledge is so vast and rich. And and touching on. The, the accessibility, mm. the services that are still offered in Beaumont Street, which is a rarity in a main street because banks close, for yes. example, and you lose branches. And that was one of the things that, that Ruth said to, to us. And I remember when we met her for coffee, she had said, you know, this is a problem for people yes. to, to, to try to access this via the mobility minivans. So this could be people from seniors living. It could be people with disabilities, for example. Yes. There was nowhere for them for them to stop. Mm, they were double parking, letting people out. <laughs> or, just... or they weren't coming at all. Yes. And when you've got a street that is so useful, mm-hmm, shopping mm-hmm. and your place, mm. the post office, just the banks. services, the basic services, go to see yeah. the banks and the solicitors and doing the things that you do. Yeah. Mm. And that is so important. And that, I think, is just – it's it, it's – it might seem like a small thing, but to me, it is the critical thing about community feedback. Yes. And asking questions and seeking consultation, like around Gregson Park, which is a big consultation, yes. or the ocean baths. It's the little pieces of feedback like that that make a difference to people's everyday lives. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's it's those little things that you do that make the bigger things better as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Feeling social? Follow City of Newcastle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. One of the other things I just wanted to touch on with you whilst we're, we've still got you yep. and, and we're thinking about the community in this suburb and in this area. The Hamilton BIA mm. was the, or is, soon to be was, because time's moving on. <laughs> yeah, the Australia Day Awards Community Group of the Year. Mm. And I think one of the stunning examples from that is there is there is perhaps sometimes seen as a bit of a divide between business and community other than we're customers. Yes. And I think one of the things that's been so apparent about your your board in Hamilton, and I know that you're now overseeing all four, (laughs) has been that determination almost like we're nothing if we're not community. Absolutely. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Community consultation, you know, the board were were and still are frequently, you know, meeting with people. They all have businesses in the street and they bring the feedback um, to the board meetings and Everything we do is based on wanting to help and make things better in the area. And it just welcomes everybody in, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. The biggest achievement was getting that home for the men's shed at yep. 95, uh, 97, 99 Beaumont Street. Yeah, right next to Westpac. But getting that, finding them that home when they were at, th- um, at threat of just closing and mm. had nowhere to go. And since they've been there, they've they've got weight. Wayne at the men's shed says, oh my God, we've got so many members now. You know, they had 30 mm. new members instantly, but the people, the walk-ins that they have and the connection that they have with the community is great as well. And you've, you provided a really valuable service there because I often, as a counsellor, will receive emails from people seeking help for a space for mm. their group, their organisation, their activity, and we just don't have them. You know, yes, <laughs> we, we yes. just we don't have a spare store of of spaces that that we're able to help people with, and they were one of those groups, and it was just like, oh gosh, you know, we we need to be able to put them somewhere. Mm. And it was just, and you found it. It was just amazing. So at the time, Evan Reed, who's the current chair, mm. he's the chair now, he was the bank manager there at Westpac and he came in, he was doing the rounds, introducing everybody and he came in and met with me and I've gone, 
What's going on with that space right next to your bank there? Like it's actually part of your bank and it's never been for lease for many years. And he goes, I don't know. Let's go and get the key and have a look. We went through. It was like stepping back in time. There was the old bank vault and the old you know, security cameras. And, yeah. and uh, so he just got the ball rolling when we found out that the men's shed needed a space. It was just amazing how it all came together. Hmm. What are you proudest of? Oh, I think that. Absolutely that. Mm. Um, and just, you know what makes me proud? And even to today, like, I have people that have had businesses in the street, one for 38 years, who comes to me and goes, I have never experienced anything like what's happening in Beaumont Street like I have in the last couple of years mm. with this, just the small little activations that we're doing. And then I had another person, a very long-standing member of the Greek community, came into me and said, keep doing what you're doing, like, it's just amazing and it's these things that will help revive Beaumont Street. When I hear that, that it's heartwarming, it's beautiful and, and you know you're, you've done a good thing. And how are you hoping that that will now, that, that that amazing, it's no longer a seed, but that amazing growth that you've seen in Hamilton, how are you hoping that you can encourage and support the other BIAs oh, to, I really, to blossom? I know, I really feel, I really feel that... That Hamilton and Wall's End specifically mm. and are going to really flourish. I really feel that they're at the point, Hamilton's certainly at the point of next level thinking now. So they're like now talking about let's, you know, instead of doing smaller things, let's look at bigger things at our next workshop. I'm like, yeah. okay, you know, let's just take it on. You know, because they're feeling really confident. Wall's End are following very closely behind and Mayfield is is starting to plan some activations as well. For example, we're doing movies in the park in January at Danger mm. Park and we're getting growing new board members yep. as well. So that's really important so that we've got a nice depth there in our boards and so I would say watch this space in the next 18 months I think you'll see next year big improvements and big things happening and being activated by these BAAs. I feel hugely confident about that it is a beautiful and timely generational change of new businesses and new thinkers uh, and new enthusiasms and it's it's such a pleasure to watch. Janice, thank you. Pleasure. That's your Newcastle. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us wherever you listen.